0: Well, good evening, everybody. It is so good to see you all this evening on a Saturday night in the middle of summer. Amen. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming out this evening. It's just an honor to have you here with us. Tonight is not an ordinary service for us because we feel double blessed this evening. (laughs) Because tonight... You get to be ministered to by my pastor. (laughs) And um, man, it is such an honor. And uh, I just am so grateful to Pastor Harold and Pastor Maud. And um, (laughs) if it was not for their ministry... I honestly don't believe I would be here today. So I'm thankful to God for putting me under their leadership. And um, whenever I want to complain, I phone them. (laughs) They're there for me every time. Naomi and I, they are always there for us. They've been there for us since the beginning. And um, Pastor Harold has been my pastor for 26 years. We worked it out this morning. And I'm just so grateful to Pastor Harold and Morgan. Thank you for coming all the way to America. We just love you guys so much. And we are truly honored. And I just want to say to the church in South Africa, thank you so much for letting them come all the way to visit us. I want you to know that this is an extension of their ministry here in the United States. And it is such an honor for us to have them come and be a part of what's going on here all across the ocean. And I just, I hope you're a little bit jealous that we have him here this weekend. But we love you guys and we send all our love to you in South Africa. And I want to just call my pastor, Pastor Harold. Thank you so much. Pastor Maud, thank you so much for being here. We love and honor you. Thank you.
1: Give the Lord a praise offering, everybody, right now. Would you stand up, give it, do a good job, and praise the Lord in this place? Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name, both now and forevermore. Can you say amen? amen? Well, it's good to see you out here in Vero Beach, and also those people on the other side of the ocean, they don't know that I'm. They've just found out that I'm here, and uh, so I, I'm glad to be able to say that because I just quietly slip out. I got a lot of children that side of the ocean, and we got many churches, in many places, and also we have Bible schools. and There's one here, and uh, we are raising up leaders for tomorrow. The Lord is good. And greatly to be praised, the beauty of our God in the sanctuary. Can you say amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Lord, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, we approach you through the blood of Jesus, through the veil which is your flesh, on the new and the living way, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, with our hearts assured in the hope of glory. Steadfast in the hope, not forsaking this hope. For if any man draws back, you have no pleasure in such a person. But we will press on to the very end. We will press press on until that day that you come to fetch us all. We bless you as we're part of the end time world and the things which are taking place right now upon this planet. We bless you, Lord Jesus that you're in charge of all of us, and in your holy name, we give glory and honor to you for your word. Bless this wonderful young pastor that I saw grow up before me, Alex and Naomi, and both their parents also here. We bless them, and we want to leave them with the blessing of the Lord and cause them to prosper, to be in health, even as their souls prosper. And we say unto them and to this church, Psalm 20, to begin with. We bless you, Lord, for empowering your word. In Jesus Christ's name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. We're glad we're here. I better watch the time now because I could go on a long time if I wanted to. And uh, there's no problem to me. And we can go in any direction. But, um, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge, said Isaiah, shall be the stability of your times. We have the wisdom that comes from God. Now, for those of you, I always, these days particularly, I encourage the church out there. We call it, I always talk about the mother church, because out of it, launched ministries. And God did just that. But um, I'd go to First Kings chapter 19 verse number 5 in the context of where we are. There's always very important to me that I would say that there are many things what could preach about, but what is really applicable now in this world to the nation, to the nation's prophetic revelation, apostolic understanding, not that I have said anything about me here, but that is a flow of the Holy Spirit. When God gives you prophetic revelation and he has apostolic understanding to the churches by and large, then we understand how the church continues in the power of God. So, we're into one of the subjects, we'll, we'll go on from there, of uh, a man called Elijah, And he's here in 1 Kings 19 and 5. So Elijah has just been fed. He woke up from the situation out there in Mount Carmel. And um, he woke up. He went to lie down under a broom broom tree. And so an, an angel of the Lord stirs him up. And the angel says, better wake up, here's some food, eat and drink. He sees a jar of water and he sees some bread that's been baked on coals. So he takes the cake of bread and he falls asleep. Then the second time, second time, this time it says the angel of the Lord appeared and touched him. said to you, wake up and eat for the journey is beyond your natural strength. You're going to need this food to take you all the way through the wilderness to where I want you. So, excuse me. We find him now in chapter 19, verse 5. There's a cave there. I was standing there looking at Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, in the wilderness. If you look to the left hand, you have the monastery of Santa Catarina to your left and to your right was like the other side bottom of the mountain of the Ten Commandments where the Lord appeared to the nation of Israel. But here on the right-hand side, there's some cypress trees there, and they're kind of tall. They've been there a while, and there's the entrance of the cave of Elijah. I stood there, focused looking at that point, as we also passed to and fro around that front of the mountain. I was pointedly looking at that. And there, the prophet now goes into a cave, and then verse number five. I always tell the church, never go without the sword of the spirit. Go with it to work, go with it wherever you go, have your Bible with you. See, for those of you that have studied, those of you that have not studied, those of you in college, university, whatever the case may be, here is the number one prescribed book of the ages. Amen? So, in accordance with the sword of the Spirit, we turn now to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse number 5. Now, as he lay there and he slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake of bread baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and he drank and he lied down again. Okay? So now, um, the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said to him, Angel of the Lord here, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and he ate and he drank and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And Then he went into a cave and he spent the night in that place and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, number one, torn down your altars, number two, and killed your prophets with the sword, number three. And I alone am left and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said back to him, verse number 11. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now it is written in the word that there comes the time of the end and God said I will send to you the prophet Elijah and he will prepare the way of the Lord and he will turn, if I look at the last chapter now the book of Malachi the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the hearts of the sons to the fathers, lest I smite the earth with a curse. We hear of this prophet of the end times, we read about him in Revelation chapter number 11 also, there are the two witnesses, one of them being very clearly the prophet Elijah, as almost every scholar would agree that that identifies him there in Revelation chapter number 11, the whole story of the two witnesses in that book of God. So. Elijah responds, but here we have a story. Now, all of us have just come through Pentecost. And this Pentecost was significant in every possible thinkable significant way. But Pentecost came with a purpose. It was not there to stop with a feast. It was the launching point after moving on with God over the next period that would follow in the power of the Holy Spirit. see. So, Elijah stands on the mountain and as he's on that mountain and as he's busy experiencing the presence of God, he hears a strong and a mighty wind that's coming down. So much so, so that it, it literally smashes into the rocks and breaks up the rocks on that mountain. I took a long time looking at it, the color of it, I think in pictures. So I think it's vivid. That particular color is vivid in my mind. And the picture is clear. And from that came the Ten Commandment tablets also from those stones. They've got amazing quality actually. I always feel sorry I didn't bring one with me after that, but okay. Point is, you can the picture. And um, the Lord says to him, what are you doing here? He hears this wind blowing. Now, Acts chapter number two and verse number one. Now, on the day of Pentecost, when they all assembled in one place, there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Everybody say, a mighty rushing wind. So the wind tore into the rocks and shattered the rocks. When God comes into your life, you will find out that he breaks every form of resistance in our lives. Every hard place, every stronghold that the enemy's been holding in your life, he destroys that. When a man surrenders himself to the Almighty God, and the mighty rushing wind came on the day of Pentecost, It caused quite a bewilderment in Jerusalem. If you look back there, and even in the apocryphal writings, you find out that there were many things happening, and the place was turned into, you may call it a turmoil. There was this huge wind. It tore straight into every rocky heart that was there. Men and brethren of Jerusalem, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which is written by the prophet Joel. See? God destroys all resistance because here is the story. The reality of the living Christ is the most powerful experience of my life and your life. If he comes in there, he opens the way, the truth, and the life through your life so that you become similar to that, that you would open the way, the truth, the life. Jesus Christ, the Lord, as the Savior of the world, the reality of all realities, the way, the truth, and the life. And he has that divine enablement first. He moves out of the way, those rocky places, and the next thing is an earthquake in your own life. And the Bible says in the book of Acts 37 I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll call this, I'll drop a pin there instead of quoting the precise verse so that contextually you can read the context. Always very important to read the context so you get the correct interpretation. So let's drop a pin on Acts 2 38 and you read the context every time I do that or I quote a verse for you. So there it says, and they were all cut to the heart. In the heart. In the inside and you're gasping for your breath and you're shaken and the tears are flowing and life has suddenly changed altogether but always and forever now Amen. you're going to church as one man you come out another man Amen. you go there and first um, samuel chapter number 10 verse number nine from six through to number nine as saul turned around the bible says and he turned around after having a meeting with the prophet uh, Samuel, Shemuel, that means the name of the Lord was upon him, Shemuel. And um, he had a, a meeting there, and he was anointed as king of that, the first king of Israel. And as, as he turned around, the Bible says, and as he turned around he walked from there, the Lord gave him another heart. So there comes a point in your life, my dear friend, that he gives you another heart. That is what changes a nation. So, there is a shaking that happens in your life. I remember in my own life, I went home and my wife said to me, she's very clever, she sent me to church so that I would have a meeting with God. She had one before me. So, she sends me into church and says, what happened to you? Your face has changed. And i had been weeping like a child before the Lord because everything of the past meant nothing right there. A cross had dropped like that straight into my heart, and I was shaken to the core. I would take this book, read, study, read the New Testament three times in six weeks. Then over and over, I would commission a new Bible and a new Bible and a new Bible and wear them out. From that that time to this day, it's never ever stopped because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. Give the Lord a praise. our yes. forgive body. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Baruchat Adonai, Adonai Elohim tsevaot. Blessed be the name of the Lord God of hosts. Both now and forevermore. Yes. So... On the day of Pentecost, where they all assembled in one place, they came sound as of a mighty rushing wind for the place where they were seated. And then there was seen divided cloven tongues of fire. I said, a fire. For he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit with fire, the Messiah. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave them, as the Spirit gave them, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. So there was a mighty rushing wind. Then there was an earthquake, shaking, life changes, everything. I went to my place of work, and I told the director, sayonara, I'm on my way. (laughs) And he said, no, 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 we've got a promotion for you. He gave me a promotion, I said, so what? It means nothing now. Your money can never buy me. Never, ever, ever, ever. But the voice of the Lord was not in a fire. Then Elijah, having such a confrontation with God, wind, shaking, fire, there came a still small voice, and I love that expression because that expression has something very, very beautiful for me, if I could find it here very quickly, because i got many things here to say, and um, all right, let me leave that for a moment, but the still small voice, 1 Peter chapter number four, Peter says, if any man speaks, then we speak as the oracles of God. That means literally in the Greek now as well as in the Hebrew. You bring the two together, you find the central stream. It is an observable voice, discernible, quietly but with huge authority. And where Paul says, brethren, I perceive it comes together like a stream that joins up like the Amazon River with all its tributaries, and then you have one stream that gushes out by the seaside there, at the city of Belem, and you find that this is now mighty force of God. Like You have this coming together, he says, I perceive, that means to observe intently with great interest, and he says, brethren, I perceive, I observe with paying great attention to what I've just seen, that this journey, in this case Acts chapter 27, is going to meet with a lot of trouble, and there could even be the loss of lives. Paul on the Mediterranean Sea, and there was a storm coming in from the east with great waves called the Euroclidon. So on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, and then they began to speak in tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, this is very important you understand this because it so happens to be that that is the gift that forms the gateway to all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you understand that, you're on the edge of the revelation of your life. That's why the devil fights this thing, see. The devil doesn't want to know about people talking in tongues. Well, to start off with, most of those people don't know their Bibles. They really don't know their Bibles. So, they begin to speak in other tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, there were devout people from all around the world that gathered together in Jerusalem, and they heard them each speaking in their own language, giving glory to God. However, the story does not end there. It does not end with the book of Acts. The Bible goes on. And you find that if you go a little bit further in the book of Acts, for example, you see another shaking coming in Acts chapter 4. Then you see another shaking coming in um, where you have Acts chapter 10 and verse number 44. I drop a pin there. You need to read the context. So Acts chapter 10. Now, Peter, the apostle, is now speaking to Cornelius, the house of Cornelius, at Caesarea Maritim. That's on the Caesarea the uh, Maritime, the Caesarea by the sea, the Mediterranean Sea on the seaside there. And he speaks to them. Then the Bible says, he speaks about Acts 10, verse 38. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all those Healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. So, then going on to verse number 44 now, it says this. It says, the Bible says, In a while Peter yet spoke these words, these words to them, the Holy Spirit fell, for they heard them speaking in tongues and giving glory to God. We move on. How about moving to Acts chapter number 11 Connects with that in chapter number 19 now. Paul is out there at Ephesus, and uh, as he gets there, he finds some disciples, and he says, now, did you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, well, we haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit. Then he begins to tell them about that, and he explains to them, brings them into the picture. He asks them, then, with what baptism were you baptized? With the baptism of John. He takes them through the whole thing, brings them into the picture. We cut the story short right there. But he lays hands on them and began to speak in tongues. And they also prophesied. Number one, tongues. Number two, prophesied. Now, if you look at this in the context and your application of the New Testament church, this same man, Paul, sent out from the city of Antioch, Acts chapter number 13, goes out into the world, and we now find that he begins to write some letters to the people. And um, in, in Acts chapter number 19, he lays hands on those people. Then he starts traveling around, and we get back to Paul, where he begins to explain all of this. Now, we need to understand exactly what goes on here, because it's in the Bible. And I mean, we can read. I can drop many, many pins in one session. But if I do that, let's say this to you. Let's say, for example, go to, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse 1, verse 2. Okay? So we go to verse 1. First Corinthians 14. Now, desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Okay? So, now, then it says, For he who speaks in a known tongue, verse number 2, whatever translation, I think most probably you're reading New King James, he who speaks, or old King James, he who speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not unto men, but unto God. Amen. How be it? In the Spirit. Notice everybody say, in the Spirit. Now watch this expression, in the Spirit. In the Spirit, by the Spirit, through the Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit. In the Spirit, He speaks mysterion. He speaks mysteries. That word in the Greek there, according to the dictionaries, is obviously the word for secrets. He speaks in a secret language. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Three chapters of the Bible. I wonder why and where those chapters disappeared in so many a book. <laughs> Blessed be your Holy Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Blessed be your holy name. For he who speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. For no one, no man understands him, it says there. That means you speak in tongues. Nobody understands that. But in the Spirit, you're busy speaking unto God. How are you speaking unto God in the Spirit? Right? Everybody say, in the Spirit. Everybody say, by the Spirit. Everybody say, through the Spirit. Everybody say, say, I have, by faith, received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Colossians chapter number 2, and I think it's 10 through 14, that whole pin drops there will tell you, and you are complete in him. Yes. And it says these words, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead, Baladi, and you are complete in him. Everybody say, I'm complete, him. I'm complete in him. So now, he dwells within me. 1 John 4 verse 4 says, greater is he who is in me, than he who is in the world. If any man be in Christ, if Christ is also Christ in us, the hope of glory. So the moment that happens, and I begin to speak in tongues. She Speaks mysteries. No man understands him. In the spirit, by the spirit, through the spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna to get to more of this. Now, Seeing that we're talking about in the spirit becomes significant. Everybody say again, in the spirit. So now, seeing that we're in the spirit, we go to the next step here and take you across to Ephesians chapter number six. And we're going to get stuck there, but we're going to go forward and then get back to that. But in chapter number six, verse number 10, if you look there, Paul the Apostle is writing to the book of the Ephesians. And one of the most, in fact, it's considered with the book of Romans like it's like the standard setting letters. Of the early church particularly the book of Romans and then Ephesians and it is one of the most amazing sections passages of scripture and again a lot of people get all kind of you know spooky and scary about some of the things that are mentioned right there finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might major verse of revelation Watch this. Now, I'm just going to quote at random here to make it, I'm going to systemize this to make it easy. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and the spiritual hosts, the weakest, the See. He mentions four categories of these demonic forces fallen angels and all their cohorts. That have done so much trouble and destruction on the earth. But we have authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all of the power of the enemy. That's it. You either take it and use it, or you don't even know about it. So Ephesians chapter six, he talks about this, it says, put on the full armor of God, and he lists it, I'll do it list for the sake of ease. Ease, so that you remember it easier, just like this in this sequence. Take it from top to toes, to arm to arm. Okay, start at the top. Everybody say the helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. Further down, gird my loins with the truth. Further down, shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith, wherewith I quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Finally, and the sword of the Spirit. Everybody say the sword of the Spirit. You need that. See? We'll continue with that a little bit later on, but not tonight. Then he comes to the next statement. Take a look at this verse number 18, Ephesians chapter number 6. You read this. Praying always. Not sometimes. Always. Notice here. With all, if you look at the Amplified Bible, both the Oath and the New One, just compare that in the Greek and the, the Greek text, it's very clear. With all manner of prayer, or all prayer, do you know that there are 11 modes of prayer? 11 types of prayer in the Bible, see? That'll take a quarter of a year with the Bible school to teach all that stuff, but it's there. And there are 21 levels of prophetic revelation. That's also there. So, praying always with all manner of prayer. Watch this. In the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. He who speaks in unknown tongues speaks often to men, but unto God, albeit in the Spirit he speaks. Praying always with all manner of prayer in the Spirit. Connect. In the Spirit. By the Spirit. Through the Spirit. Prayer life becomes powerful if it's done with tongues. Now, I might as well take one more verse and uh, I have to watch my time because it flies like that. Let me say, for example, I'll take you to Jude, the book of Jude, there in one chapter, verse 18, 19, 20. Drop a pin there. But ye beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy prayer, in your most holy faith, in your most holy commitment to God, praying. In the spirit, everybody say, In the spirit, Spirit. keeping yourself in love. So, the prayer in the spirit, I've just given you three quotes like that. The prayer in the spirit becomes pivotal. See, I was talking to Pastor Alex a little bit earlier, and I was saying to him, I was praying one time, and it's like an hour praying in tongues, just praying straight in tongues, just going on, gone, gone, gone. After an hour. I, I thought, wow, the time is really st- I wonder what the time is. I saw I prayed an hour, and it's like the devil says, you wasted one hour of your life praying like this. So I said, devil, just because you said that. Right, I'm telling you, I remember that morning. It was a morning, it was between 8 and 12, and I was praying like that. And I said to Maud, Maud's in the kitchen, I'm, I've got a little veranda there at the time with like a couch, and I'm on my knees before the Lord, I've got a cushion on my knees to make it easier for me, and my, now I'm just praying, and I'm pushing on in the spirit. So I said, now just because of that, I'm going to do it on. So I go on, pray another hour, I become aware of time, it disappears. When you're in the spirit, time disappears, you pray in the spirit, it just disappears. It happens every morning in my life. It just disappears. Then I, I realized that it's not going Well, you know, you wasted another hour. I said, devil, just because you said that, I'm going to pray on. I went on to three hours. I went on to up to four hours. And then praying in tongues, I tell you today, it's in the Bible. Praying in tongues, suddenly... For the first time in my life, the whole spiritual realm opened up. Amen. I saw straight into what would happen. I told Alex this morning of the situation. Saw straight into what would happen in the next period of time. I'm going to cut the rest of that story, but that's actually a very interesting story. But from there, I would sit in a room and uh, I would, let's use Alex because he's very, very innocent now. I would look at him and I would just look at him and I would just pray in tongues and suddenly there's a picture that forms above his head. Now this happened to me. And so those people in those days were Pentecostals of the uh, Apostolic Faith Mission, AFM Church. And they had all their educated, the top educated people. They were all doctorates in one way or another. Some of them had double doctorates and they were really... And I'm like this green bean. I've just come into theological college. I felt such a junior. But one of them was a pastoral psychologist, Dr. Yonker from the local University of Stellenbosch, and Dr. Besebner, Greek, a Greek and Hebrew teacher. And they were all there, and the moderator, and, and um, he saw God now healing people if I prayed for them. And he said, Harold, I want you to come to this place called the Koinonia, which is like a gathering of people, joint sharing. And I've got some of my pastoral patients, you know. And I'd love you to study on to become a pastoral psychologist. I said, no, 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 You know, I stopped it right there. So, but he said, would you come? And, I, and he called me in and, you know, they have this patient and they would have problems and he would not be able to find out why that person is that sick. Why the pain does not go away? What is going on there? So, he would, he would say to me, Harold, would you come and pray for this person? I mean, I'm sitting there in the back, next to Mort. And I look at that person, and I'm praying in tongues. I prayed before the time, I prayed during the time. I'm there. I'm looking at the person, and there it opens up. There is a vision. And I see exactly what's going on there. So I said, I don't need to come forward, but you, lady, what's my time? I really have to watch it. Hey, Alex. I won't go much further than this. Times. I mean, I come this far to get to you, and I get to you, then look what happens to the time. Sun stands still in the valley of Ayala, you know. Oy vey. oh my, <laughs> this thing here, so it's like, I said, you, your situation of your torment is with your grandmother and because of your grandmother, because when you were a child there was a shocking incident, you need to know about that, do you remember? She bursts out crying, story, cut that story short because of the time factor, her Grandmother was on the farm, in those days they used candle lights, many years ago. So they would light a candle and lie and read the Bible. My grandmother did the same thing. And the wind came up and blew, and she was the oldest child, and she had to look after the rest of the children, plus granny in the house. The wind blew, caught the flame in the curtains. They played hiding go seek, you know that game? Children play it, you know, and she looked up, the whole house was in flame. Granny had died in those flames. She never forgave herself. In the process of that, she developed this tormenting pain. Can I tell you stories for the entire night right now? She developed this pain, and there's no way in the she had it in the jaw, Morton very clearly remember, and this would just never leave her no testing, nothing, it was there. And I said, well, I have a word for you right here. Spirit of the Lord came upon me, I said, your grandmother says the Lord is with him now. You should stop tormenting yourself by not forgiving yourself so that the pain may leave you. You've been forgiven, you are forgiven, The blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has washed you. Now rise and be healed. Like that. No more pain. Give Jesus a praise offering. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? God, give the Lord a good praise offering tonight from this place. Come on. Shout hallelujah to the Lord. I have to stop. I wanted to get back to Ephesians chapter six and go on from there from verse number ten and always right all the way through to verse eighteen. Bring you a revelation, but I'll I'll share with you tomorrow morning. Fact is that what you need to hear, you have heard for the now. And it's very important to you to know because in the night, a few nights ago, I was half asleep, half half awake, and in the night I got one, two, three messages in a row with verses everything I remember the verses I mean this book is a picture isn't it now you remember the chapters the verses it goes on the Holy Spirit puts it in you so therefore Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the last days some shall depart from the faith. Now the Spirit speaks expressly and says in the last days perilous time shall come. I've spoken about these things long before the time that you are living in now. I told you what would happen in the days of the end. I told you that this world would go into a period which is perilous. Times hard to deal with. I spoke unto you through the ages through my word. But many have neglected my word and they know me not and they know not my word. For it's the word, says the Lord, that reveals me. And my power of my love towards mankind. It is by power, by love, faith works through love. And through your faith, that works through love, that you have connected with me and my love for you. For surely, civilization after civilization will be shaken to the core, even to the fabrics of its roots. Yes, says the Lord, it will become undone in many nations of the world In many places, men will clap their hands and say, we know not where to from here. For as true as I live, says the word, I will perform all my prophecies on this earth that I have spoken of. None can stop me from performing my word. For it is written, I watch over my word to perform it. It is also written that my people have gone into bondage through a lack of the knowledge of the word, for knowledge of the word is understanding. Therefore, by the power of my word, you will live through any time. I will preserve you through all times and even forevermore. For I will assemble those whom I love and who love me and are faithful to me. I will assemble them in that day when I fetch them, and they shall be joined by those who have gone ahead of you. They are right now awaiting. The sound of the trumpet and the Messiah to go forth. The heavenly bridegroom to meet with the bride. And they shall all be together in the air in the presence of the Father. Know this, says the Lord, even this day. That in this nation, in whom there is many people who love me and I love them. And for their sakes, I will deal with this nation according to my love because of my people that are called by my name in this land. And I will preserve and I will sustain and I will strengthen you and I will give you a future and a hope. You will never find yourself hopeless for in every situation where you find yourself, there will be a way out for you if there is any calamity. But the nation shall be shaken. Even in this great nation, three major events will take place and they will shape the future of the land. And you're about on the edge of all this to happen. Three successive major events. Wherewith the Lord will bring relief and change the future. For the future of this nation as all the nations of the world are in my hands, says the Lord. And I've worked a work of salvation in the midst of you. And I've loved the people of this land, for even in this place, this nation, there are many things that displease me. But my people who are called by my name, by my blood have been redeemed, have been saved and filled by my spirit, whose names are written in the book of life. These I shall gather together and bring them into a level of elevation where they have not been before. Know this tonight, that I'm taking you to a new level, for up to here, you're only at a certain level, at a certain depth of understanding. I'm about to open up to you more revelations of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know Him and the power of His resurrection." Because of the Son of God, who loves you and has saved you, and brought you out of darkness, and brought you in the kingdom of the Son of His love, I will redeem you with an outstretched land. I will redeem you with my arm, says the Lord, my righteous right hand, says the Lord. For there is power in the hand of God towards you. Know this today, that three events will take place, shape the future of the land, until the time of the end. These three events are pivotal. You are on the edge of many changes. Know this by your prayer, you will shape your future with me, hand in hand in your life and with you. Therefore, be strong, be courageous, and know this, I have given you authority, I've given you power, and you have overcome the enemy. You are strong because of me, for I am he who dwells within your heart and will change all things, and to give you a future and a hope, even the hope of glory. Give the Lord a praise. I'll forgive everybody. Like <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, Hallelujah. Pastor Alex, would you come forward and just flow with me if there's anything that you feel, you perceive right now that this congregation of yours would be in need of or that you want to say right now. Financial breakthrough for you. The man there, right there. Yes, you. It's coming. Be ready for it. It's on you. Okay. You Just when you thought you were going to give up hope, The Lord is giving you a new beginning. Just when you thought it's not working out the way you thought it would work out, the Lord says to you, not so. You're moving again. And you will be strong in the day forward. In fact, you take people by the hand and lead them forward. Because I'll cause you to be like a Joshua in the place you dwell. Thus saith the Lord to you tonight. (laughs) Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. Shecivik at the bodo doce there. Favor da. Pra verdade, mere ne Okay, there's, there, is a, there is some growth within the, the body. I'm, I'm just going to be very vague on this issue because of this vision, there's, there's, let's call it a growth in the body of a person here on the right side and that has disappeared this night. I don't want to, I don't want to get into more detail on that one. Give God a praise offer, everybody. You know, I've come out of Africa. I'm altogether out of Africa. I know nothing. I said to Alex today, I said, I don't want to know nothing that goes on in this land so that I'm not influenced by anybody to say something to somebody because I now know something. I don't know nothing about nobody here except a pastoral couple. And they have not given me a hard time. <laughs> and neither have they given Maud a hard time. They're a blessing. And I won't speak to them yet, yes, yet. Right? Yes. Young man, on a mission you are. a full of that. let me get a bit away from the front here. Because I feel the people. Do you understand that at all? When you fly in with an aircraft, we were coming in from Africa to, to Dubai, from Emirates, all the way like 13 and a half hours to here. You cross over the continent and you immediately feel the nation. When you go to, let's use Bangkok, you immediately feel the nation. I feel the people in the front here, particularly they're close to me now. So. I need to get a little bit further back. Uh, there's a man behind the one with the black shirt right behind you. Behind you is a guy with the reddish shirt and you're sitting in the middle there. Yes, you got your arm like this and there's a watch on your arm. There you are, you. Okay. No, no, behind there. Right behind There's Yes, that's the man. You raise, raise your hands. That one in the back. Raise your hands straight up. Yes, you. Now, a new strategy unfolds because the Lord has given you wisdom, an astounding amount of wisdom. And now he's going to unfold a strategy to you. He's giving you a key this night, which if you move in the faith, it's going to unlock a future, not only for yourself, but for many people who are connected to you. You will be the key man. Everybody say the key man. That man there. Give the Lord a praise of it, right? Now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, there is just another thing, there are a number of people that's like a blockage in the intestinal tract that is that's bothering you. Take a swallow. Swallow now, because the Lord is opening up all that problem and you will not have hiatus hernia and it affects you with like heartburn or something. That's what gets to me now. Is what I'm hearing. That heartburn is resolved this night for the Lord has put his hand on you. Give the Lord a praise. After. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The lady on the right hand there with the the dark hair, right there in the second row at the corner, you. Now, why are you sitting on your talent? Because the Lord has given you more than one talent. Creativity is the style of life. Because you have that within your heart to know what to do and when to do and how to do. And the skill is right there. And it's more than singing and music and things like that. Skill is right there. But I want you to get this that comes to you tonight, that the Lord wants you to understand, as with Kideon, he didn't see himself as the Lord saw him. Lord called him a mighty man of valor. You don't see yourself as the Lord has seen you. Therefore, pray and obey. It'll be well with you and your life ahead. There's another lady here with a white shirt, sitting over there. Uh, Yes, you, raise your hand. No, no, the lady with a white shirt. That's you. I'm sorry, I don't know women's clothing, I just say shirt. Because we men wear shirts, you know, so you. Uphill it was up to this time. It's been difficult. It's been like wheels in the mud. It's like you, like, you know, these four-by-four four vehicles, they get bogged down with heavy mud like that. And you are in a state where you're talking and you're talking, but nothing's happening. But now the Lord puts an anointing on your tongue and you will now speak. I give you Mark 11:23, 24. 25 take note, speak to this mountain, and the Lord will see to it that the mountain is removed. but cling to my word, says the Lord to you, don't let go, because you failed in this area that you did not receive my word. Mark 11 23, 24, 25. Amen. Yes. Give Jesus a praise offering <laughs> Hallelujah. Now quite a number of people here tonight, quite a number of people have come in here and you have had pain in your body. Now that pain has left because there's the presence of him. I felt him all the way to here tonight, I know he's here in this body, right now I can feel him. He's on me right now and his presence is here and there's the word coming to me that those pains have disappeared. If you've come in here with a pain in your body and it's gone, just wave that with your hands. Just do that. Wave with your hands. Come on, wave your hands. Don't be shy. Look at that. Give God a praise offering right now. Thank you. You're healed. You're healed. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge knowledge of the Lord that's understanding that I may know him and the power of his resurrection that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the power of his resurrection. Yes, I, Alex, would you you know what to do? There's somebody doing. Okay. We know these things. In Africa, it happens a lot. Amen. man there, it's your wife sitting next to you with the gray hair and you, you've got glasses on your face, the two of you together, All right? you're talking, you're discussing certain things concerning your future what you've desired is exactly as you stated it to the Lord, that's going to actually happen, because the Lord has honored your prayers and your future has been made secure, therefore you will not fear or be concerned anymore Because we all have to know that Jesus is in the storm with us. And wherever there's a storm, there's the Messiah in the same boat. Well, the Lord got in your boat. And the Lord sought to your plans. And he would bring them all to pass. Can you say amen? And he'll give you peace. Right. I I could go on till midnight. and I've done this so many times in my life. Look at, listen, Alex, not my fault, eh? (laughs) It is not my fault. Alex's father, Dr. Papas and Marina, those two people. That is, Dr. Papas, I need to tell you about this man. He's a very modest man, but he happens to be one of the most outstanding doctors in the history of South Africa. That one there. That one. And the two of us have been friends. He's a medical specialist of note teaching other specialists that one. And he would sometimes, he didn't even know it, but he would sometimes talk to me and use certain terminology, and I'd throw it over from the Greek into the Hebrew, and I'd start playing around with the, with, the, with the letters, and that would tell me things, and I would understand what he's talking about. See, it's like your name. See, it's like your name. What's your name? Come forward, please. Just very quickly, just simply like this. Nothing funny, nothing... Other. Ryan? Rodney. Rodney. Okay, that doesn't change nothing here. <laughs> in a, because Rosh is the, the Hebrew letter. It begins your name. Okay? Dalit is the opening of a door. You, the Prince of Peace has opened the door of your heart. And... Nun is the letter of life and life abundantly, and have given you life. Just your name. That's enough. Rodney. God bless, God bless you. Amen. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Alex, will you just take this down for me, please? So that I can become mobile here. This is one of the strangest things sometimes when I do walk down. I get some people dug down against <laughs> other people. This is just, I love God's people, you know. That was not me. That was the speaker system. Amen. Amen. Right. Name. Steve. Steve. Okay, Shin means fire. Okay. It's a major consonant in your name. It means fire. It's like a house on fire. Which temple you are. Amen. You will always burn fervently for the Lord. Yeah. For it's written in your whole constitution. That's your name. Amen. <laughs> Can I move to the back here? They are to me, come. All right. Right. And your name? Fabian. Fabian, Ah, oh, yes. You connected straight. To the house of God in your name and here in the house of God you'll forever be for you will find every solution of your life right here inside the house of the Lord for like Jacob at Beit El, Bethel Beit El, you have it written on your heart that's your name Amen. Okay, let's just see for a moment. I'm just going to go and let the Lord just move with the situation. Name. Michael. Michael. Oh, yeah, all right. There's a Hebrew meaning here, but now let's go to that. Uh. It is the river of life that opens to you. If you're faithful to the Lord, I see the river of life. Number one. Number two, I see the staff of a shepherd taking care of your life. Therefore, you are connected to ever-living waters by faith, through faith, and because of faith. If you endure to the end, the Lord will be with you. And the staff of that great Shepherd of the Sheep will guide you in the days to come. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be. Very respectable man here, but what's your name? John. John. Johannan. Oh, my. A gift of God, you are. Okay. And your name is connected. To a nail, the nail of the cross. So you just crucify anything of this world that could pull you away from God, move closer to God because in your name it is to be connected to, fastened onto Christ Jesus through the power of the cross, your name. John. God bless you. Alex, I mean I... I could go on on all night like this, but I don't think it's very good for anybody. My dear friend. I'll I'll leave him alone. I love, you know, this doctor and me, we talk about one and a half hours at a time. He sits in the United States on the other side of the ocean, and we're just talking. And we only talk Bible all the way through. What a man of quality. And his wife, we know them for years years the blessing of the lord shall rest upon them all the days of their life Amen. what i'm going to say something what's your name felicia. oh she understood me there what's your name okay felicia okay so there we go we see the, i see coming up there in the hebrew letters and swimming in in front of me right now it is the letter which the, the central consonant is the word that says, speak. That means utterance, that is the speech of your lips, that brings life to your future, even to your own body, by what you're saying about yourself. Therefore, beware of even your tongue, because it is right there in the letter that says the prophetic word, the word of revelation, Okay? That prophetic word is on your tongue. So guard your tongue, speak life to your body and everybody else around you. And you'll be well all the days of your life. That's amazing. Um, um, I close with this. Yeah. I close with this. So, Elijah. Asked Elisha, "Ask what shall I do for you?" And he said to him, "Shomer, be ruach." Three words, which means, therefore, he answered him, and he said, "Let there be." double portion or two two times, literally times two of the prophetic word that is on you to come upon me and I will step into that office. And he said, you asked a very hard thing, but nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it'll be to you according to what you've just asked. However, if you do not see me, it will not be so. So he saw him, he got the double portion, are you focused tonight? Give God a praise offering, Pastor Harold. Thank you.
0: Amen, everybody. Nobody wants to go home, Pastor Harold. So come back tomorrow morning. Have you enjoyed this evening? Yeah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise offering. Amen. We're just getting warmed up. Let me release you. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. Lord, I pray that tonight will just be the beginning of what you have for us this weekend. And Lord, that, and, and we just we just we honor you. We honor you for what you've done this evening. Lord, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Spirit be with everyone as they leave tonight. Again, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. We worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.